I'm so excited to be live in person, not on Zoom. Look, I can almost touch her, but we're still socially distanced with <laughs> Christina Romero, who's the executive director of foundation and advancement at Santa Ana College. I got that right, right? Yes, you I did. did. Okay, this is a pleasure, and I do appreciate the in-person connectivity yes. with you, and so this is going to be fun. Yeah. I, I appreciate this is the time. Be great. Yes. And I was so excited when I was doing research about you coming on the show to learn that you are an avid storyteller and communicator, yes. and that's what drives you and drives your passion. So I understand that people like Oprah Winfrey and Diane Sawyer yes. inspire you. Talk yes. a little bit about what about them inspires you? And then I'll tell you an Oprah story that Absolutely. I Absolutely. <laughs> I, I just think at an early age, I felt that my ability to communicate was one of the most innate things that I wanted to do. And growing up, I mean, I just remember, you know, watching Oprah, hearing the stories of other people, the questions that she would ask. Um, I loved, you know, biopics and documentaries and, you know, journalism. And it always made me feel that there was something really important about people's stories. And it just was something that always got me excited. I'm a very curious person. Friendship and relationship and connectivity matter so much to me. And, you know, when you're younger, you kind of process that differently. Um, but I always remember, you know, at a very young age that talking and connecting was one of the things that made me feel alive. And it, it's obviously evolved over time, and we'll talk about that. But, um, you know, also they're powerful women that I think they used their empathy and their care by, by ingrating in this idea of storytelling. And so by being curious, we learn a lot about ourselves by hearing other people's stories. And I just always loved how I would process people's stories as a way to give empathy to myself or to get myself motivated for something. And wow, if they can do that, I can do that. Or at the end of the day, that stories allow us to know that we're all human, you know, and that we all do share very similar feelings. And so it just, I, I love, I mean, Oprah is my, I, I did want to go into that field. And I hope that in my second career, I can do more of that work. I love that. I love that. So, so my Oprah story. Yes. So I was at a trade show event a million years ago, and Oprah Winfrey was one of the keynote speakers. Wow. So she's sitting on a couch and she's being interviewed by you know, whoever was running the event. And I hadn't ever seen Oprah in person. Yes. And while she's amazing, I always thought, what makes Oprah Winfrey more amazing than anybody else, than Katie Couric, than yes. Kelly Ripa, than Olivia Rodrigo? Like, what makes somebody just so compelling that you have to be around yeah. them? So I. I go into the ladies room and I come back I open the door and she's on the big TVs you know for the people sitting in the back of the room and you open the door and you just looked and saw her on stage and she smiled and there was just this halo around her of warmth that you just were compelled to just go up and just listen to every word yeah. that she was saying and I thought there has to be something special that enables you as a communicator to be so compelling mm -hmm. that people want to listen to you Absolutely. and they want to take in what you're saying, yeah. think about it and appreciate that in their lives. Yeah. So Some people have it. I mean, me. yeah, I think yeah. there is an aura. It's like yeah. you're, you're talking about an energy that yeah. some people have yeah. and you know, you can't sometimes explain it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of related to leadership in a way. You know, some so. people are born to lead and there is something with great leaders that allows you to be motivated to follow. Right. You know, I mean, not everybody wa wants to be um, 
you know, n not everybody follows people. You have to have a special, I think, ability to kind of create an energy where se people say, I believe in what you believe yes. and I want to go after that. Yes. You yeah. know, and it sounds yeah. like with Oprah, it, yeah. there is something about There's that, something you know? About it. Absolutely. I know, it, it, it's amazing. So it was yes. so interesting That's so that cool that Oprah up. And, yes, oh, yeah. always. Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, I'm dating myself, but in college and growing up, I mean, I also grew up with her like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You would come home, it was three o'clock, and there she was to telling stories and getting people to really spill out their most vulnerable, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you've had an Oprah moment in your life, whether yeah. it's with a dear friend mm -hmm. or with a colleague, you, you, you kind of relate to this idea like, are you going to make me cry? And, yeah. you know, those yeah. are breakthrough moments. Those are the Oprah moment. Uh, I, yes, love the Oprah, I love it. I love it. The yes. Oprah moment. You need to trademark that. <laughs> yes. It's an Oprah moment. <laughs> Tweet it out. Yeah. And we've all had them. So Oprah, I guess in some ways, was an inspiration for yes. you in your younger days. Yes. And so tell me a little bit about how you took that inspiration for being a storyteller yes. and a great communicator, and it led you to the role that you're in today. Because I'm assuming that you didn't just wake up and decide that right after high school, this is the job that you're yes. going to have. Maybe you did, but tell me what, how you got to where you Absolutely. are today. So, you know, I would say that looking back um, and thinking about how my own ev evolution and my struggles, right? You know, when I was in high school, I was actually not a very good academically inclined student. I knew I loved to talk. I was voted most talkative in eighth grade. I was voted most talkative senior year. <laughs> I won both of those contests. And at the same time, I went to a high school where a lot of people were going to Ivy League schools. They kind of knew what they were doing academically. And luckily, I didn't have parents or a family that made me feel self-conscious about that. But I knew that I cared deeply about people. Mm -hmm. I knew that I cared about communications. And I think when I finally found out that there was a major in speech communications, that I could be a public speaker, that I could talk to others, and that I could use that as an actual way to get through college, first and foremost, that lit up my world. Then I felt a sense of I can be actually successful in school and I can do something I love. Yeah. So that was the beginning. And, you know, after working, multiple jobs and going to Santa Ana College myself where I now work, going to Cal State Long Beach, getting my bachelor's degree, I learned even more about my love for people. And I did look into other roles. I mean, I looked into becoming a therapist. I looked into becoming in like, you know, some other human services realm. But mm -hmm. ultimately, I think that wasn't utilizing my public speaking, my communications, my PR work. And so I had a mentor and this mentor said, you know, I think you would really be a good asset in the community college world. And I started really with economic development and businesses. And oh. I would do a lot of public speaking. I ran their training programs. And um, it was a good fit, but I knew I was missing something. I got my master's in management and then continued on and there was an opportunity to work in advancement. And a lot of people think of fundraising and they just, mm -hmm. you know, think one thing. They think raising money and, right. you know, that's kind of all they think about. But at the end of the day, Santa Ana College and the students that I serve allows me to be of service mm -hmm. and allows me to utilize the skills that I think I was born to utilize, which yeah. is connecting with people and being able to find out what their values are and how do those values basically connect with helping others. And so, it, you know, this isn't the end of my career, but right now I feel so centered in my work. Like right. I feel like they're giving me back something, the college, the students, and I get to, to, to use my voice, I guess, yeah. to basically yeah. on behalf of them, share why it's important to care about others that 
care so deeply about wanting to do the best work. I mean, they're the grittiest, they're the most persevering individuals I've ever met. So I think that those early days of having this moment of refining, you know, sort of, aha, I can talk for my job and career and make money, but I can also care deeply about people. That's, and so that's, I think that's kind of the mix if I had yeah, to say it. Yeah. yeah, I love that intersection yes. that, that it gives you. The, so you talked about being awarded most talkative in eighth yes, grade. Yes, yes. Was that an actual contest that yes, you were in? It, yes. was. it was. It was, you know, in eighth grade and in senior year, you know, best body, most talkative. I can't remember all the, the categories, but um, looking back to have it in eighth grade be the winner and then also in senior year, it, maybe those were really defining moments, you know. Oh, so you're like a two-time Yes, I'm a two-time most, yes. <laughs> I should have known that I would be doing something in this, and I and I just feel so passionately about communication. I That's do. That's so great. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. So in 10th grade, my sophomore year of high school, I won Miss Congeniality of the science class. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and I thought to myself, okay, this is chemistry, and at the end of the year, wow. there was the smartest, the most chemically inclined, yes. and I got Miss Congeniality, so I've always wondered what that says about me and Well, do you have, you have an intersection chemistry. there, too, I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I didn't do well in the hard sciences. The fact that you were able to find a voice in the hard sciences is, you know, okay, that's there. a whole nother conversation. And your communication skills just proven out right there. You yes. pulled it together. Yes. Very no, it's, I mean, gosh, STEM, women, you know, there's a lot of intersections there that we spend a lot of time making a lot of judgments about and that's a whole nother I'd love to talk a, a lot about that but I barely got by in the hard sciences so <laughs> yeah. I definitely didn't win any awards yeah, yeah, so congratulations yeah. oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks. Well, you know. I can see and feel your your energy and so it doesn't surprise me that there's this yeah. you know energy that's coming out now well, and you also said something that so many of our viewers and our audience yeah. ask about all the time which is you said you found a mentor yes so Huge. Explain For, how you went about finding a mentor, yes. and is do you still are you still in communication with that yes. mentor today? Do you have more than one? Talk a little bit oh. about that. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about that. So Dora was a mentor when I first started at the community college level as a student. Mm -hmm. um, my mom was really savvy and was like, you know, I think you should go get a job as a student worker. You could be on campus. It allows you flexibility. And so I started working in the Career Center mm -hmm. for uh, the Orange Campus, which was a part of Santa Ana College up in uh, basically the city of Orange. And I found this mentor that I worked for, and she saw the things in me that I really hadn't defined in this really structured way. You're really good on the phone. You get the students here. You're persuasive, you know, and she gave me this boost of focus and sort of this functional purpose, like mm -hmm. in a in a job setting that allowed me to start to identify my skills. And Dora was really pivotal in me figuring out what major yeah. that I could focus in on because like I said, in high school I really wasn't, I mean I had uh, dyslexia and you know attention issues and I knew I was super you know social and I had high energy but to refine and focus that in a way that made me feel like I was a part of a team and that I could actually give back. And so Dora was one of um, many you know, very critical mentors. And now I can say that, you know, I am, I'm not in touch with Dora. She passed away last year of cancer, but I have been able to build other mentors mm -hmm. that we can talk about that 
really have shaped my ability to feel the confidence that you need to feel as a woman in business. Yeah. To have those really dark, quiet moments to say, I need to talk to you. I need to share something vulnerable with you. How do I level up? How do I manage up here? Right. How do I look at myself without beating myself up and be able to make sure that I learned a lesson here? But basically being around people that you want to emulate. Yeah. You know, Sarah Lundquist is another individual that I met at Santa Ana College that is still, she spent 30 years at Santa Ana College, was on the White House Commission for Higher Education under the Obama administration. You would never know it. One of the most intelligently refined individuals, EQ, IQ. And she's always challenging me, but there's a safe, place there. And so I would say mentors need to be both. They need to be a challenge yeah. opportunity for you, but a place where you can fall and land and say, man, I really struggled today and I didn't hit the mark, you yeah. know? And so mentors have been huge for me working for presidents at Santa Ana College that are women that own their gravity, that own their power. Mm -hmm. So sometimes mentorship is about chatting, but sometimes it's about uh, watching and observing, you know, and just like watching people behave in a way where you're, you want to emulate that. Right, yes. right, well, and it's so, for, for, in many cases, we as people don't realize, especially women in a business world, if we're successful, yes. the amount of other people that are watching what we do yes. and emulating that or attempting to, yes. and so how, important and critical it is that everything that we say, everything yes. that we do, even how we dress is a reflection of who we are. And there's always somebody that's striving to get to the point yes. in a career where you are and you could be the reason or the inspiration yes. that enables them to get to the Absolutely. next level. I mean, you know, if you're a parent, um, or you have been an aunt or, you know, a big brother or a big sister to somebody. It's in some ways this idea that, you know, there are a lot of things in the nonverbal world that people are watching. And so you're right. I mean, I think we need to emulate others, but we need to realize too that we are a voice for those that are striving to move up the ladder. And, you know, I think it's sometimes we, we forget that people are watching yeah. us and not in a bad way, just yeah. that, you know, gosh, you know, there's always somebody behind you that's moving up the ladder. There's always somebody above you that you are looking to emulate. Mm -hmm. And, um, it couldn't be more true that mentorship is a critical component to building capacity in leadership. Right. Absolutely. And I would say that even more so we know that the data tells us that mentorship is critical. Oh, huge. I mean, and I don't know if 25 years ago we would have necessarily defined it as, as much as we define it now. Yeah. I mean, now we see a lot of programming around mentorship and women in leadership. And I think that it needs to be emulated across a lot of industries, to be quite honest with you. And so I'm grateful for the mentors I have. I'm grateful that they pick up the phone when I call them. <laughs> I'm grateful that I have a place to land. And I've, I have been, you know, lucky enough to begin you know, having some mentees. I and, was you just know, and you that. that's been it's such a humbling experience to know that, you know, first of all, I'm at a certain point in my life cycle where, you know, having a mentee means that I've maybe made a, a enough stride in terms of experience that maybe my voice matters. Right. And so, yeah, working with my team in the advancement yeah. office at Santa Ana College, you know, hiring young men and women, young professionals that have a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. 
and drive and also are just challenged every day with balancing their life moments with their professional moments. Yes. And so I was just having a conversation with my development coordinator and it was so, so nice to sit out in the sun on a bench at the college and to talk just a little bit about how things were going in yeah. our lives. Yeah. And the struggles we face as parents and mothers and you know, it's just those moments that allows you to know you're not alone, and that goes back to the Oprah moment. Yeah. Just like you're on the you're on the couch, going, "Look at that person's story. It emulates part of my story. Like it's okay to be me." Mm -hmm. And people want to be seen and heard. At the end of the day, that's what I deeply believe, and so um, I think that's what mentorship and mentee mentorship allows. And I just I feel so lucky that I can be a part of those conversations. That's fantastic. So as a mentor, yeah. Have you offered to be a mentor to people that you've met or have they asked you to mentor them? Yes. Or has it organically just happened where you've decided, hey, let's take a walk and yeah. it's turned into a relationship? I think it's been both. I've had, you know, one or two people ask if I would mentor them. I think my natural leadership style mm -hmm. is one of, you know, um, slight mentorship and you know, obviously leadership and management. And so I would say that because I have this deep, innate need to be authentic, right. that it tends to, you know, obviously kind of come out sometimes in the communication style with my team, but being in a more formal mentorship environment, I'm constantly learning, you know? I mean, I have been certified as a life coach and I did that early on right after my master's. And so you use some of those skills, but at the end of the day, you know, whether it's a formal mentorship mm -hmm. or somebody just has a moment and you need to talk to them, mm -hmm. the same aspects are true. Right. Um, right. That, you know, you need to listen. And that's something that I'm always working on because I'm a huge talker, but you know, I learn a lot from people who listen really well. Yes. And that is something that I've learned from my mentors is, wow, they're really listening to me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's that's a moment for me to always remember to slow down. Yeah. And that people just sometimes want to be heard and seen. And that in itself is the advice that they're looking for. So sure. that's hard for me. I will be completely <laughs> honest with you, you know, um, but it's a work in progress. And I hope I can develop more mentoring opportunities. Mm -hmm. I do feel like that's an area that is, along with my public speaking, that would allow me to learn a lot more about myself mm -hmm. and also to learn about others. and. I believe so much about women in leadership only because, you know, there's this an amazing amount of skills that we bring to the table that I guess I just feel like we're now rebirthing and having conversations about. And it's like, yeah, we can really add to, you know, the, the conversations without being a man hater, you know, and be able to say like, wow, look at the things that we can bring to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And we do need people that champion that quite oh, frankly, yeah? this, yeah. this platform yeah. is critical. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, no, it's, it's so, refreshing to hear you talking about all of this opportunity that you see at all levels yeah. of a person's professional career because oftentimes I'm surprised when I'm watching a documentary or mm -hmm. hearing someone that's extremely accomplished speak and they talk about their reliance on their mentors. Yeah. And so some people think you get mentors as you become successful, other th people think you get them to become successful, but it seems like it's always important to have a great mentor team or set of people mm -hmm. around you and also a great network. And I found that especially true with women yes. in business, that it's all about having a network and no matter who you are, what business you're in, if there's another woman in business, 
they're not going to let you fail. Yes. Regardless of what the challenge is, yes. there's just this unspoken word between all yeah. of us. You make a really good point that. that I wanted to add to is there is a network. And I didn't think about that when you were formally kind of asking me earlier about mentorship. I want to say this, that I have professional mentors, I have my deepest, you know, closest friends who are also mentors, and then I have these individuals in my life that are sort of scattered and sprinkled in this way where I think if you are a woman who has this desire to be successful in your life, that inviting what people can bring to your life in terms of advice and perspective is really critical. So we were talking more about formal mentorship, mm -hmm. I feel like earlier, but I just wanna say that there are so many people in my life that I know that I can go to about a particular perspective that they'll mm -hmm. give me. And you know, they may be my esthetician, they may be my, my best friend, they may be somebody else that has this, you know, sort of tentacle in my life. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a mentor, yeah. you know, and it may not be an ongoing, I always am on a regular basis talking to them, but I think women sometimes are, you know, afraid to be vulnerable, but at the end of the day, we also, like you said, know the power of networking. So yeah. I guess I would just say that sometimes we network for different reasons, and I would say network also to be mentored. You know, yes. create multiple tentacles, because mm -hmm. what somebody might give you in one area of advice is, is something that they're really strong in, and somebody else might give you something different when you need something different. So one person isn't gonna give you everything. That's what it, I'm trying to it's say. It's a great point, yes. it's a great point. And one of our other stepping up guests, yeah. Sean Doer, was talking about in her career as an entrepreneur um, what she's learned and what she would do differently if she yeah. hadn't and her answer which I thought was fascinating was when your spouse or significant other gives you advice listen to it when somebody yeah. else says something that might be different than your perspective don't discount them yeah. and so networks and mentors I think really play oh, into that as and, well and, and you sometimes I sometimes seek and I would say this to women seek a descending a voice yes seek it go to somebody you know that's going to have a difference of perspective for you, yeah. um, because that will challenge you and yeah. it will make you reframe. And, and it's not always easy and it's not super fun, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't know if it's always supposed to feel very comfortable. I, I will say that, you right. know, right. mentorship is comfortable moments, uncomfortable moments, and that's what levels you up. Yeah. In exactly. safe spaces, exactly. in safe spaces. I don't know if I'd go to my boss every day with the same <laughs> level of, 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 you know, questioning and mentorship requirements, but. But I think that that level of vulnerability allows for you to grow where you do need to have a platform and be strong. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say enough about mentorship. I'm really grateful to be on a platform like today that talks about these types of things. And you know, um, it's just really a pleasure. So if you are Oprah Winfrey tomorrow, if all oh of a sudden, gosh. like freaky wow. Friday, you wake up and there you are as Oprah, and you were being interviewed and Diane Sawyer asked, what is what the most important piece of advice that you could give to anybody, male, female, any age right yeah. now, that you've learned over the years, what wow. would it be? That's such a profound question <laughs> and it's, an, it's such an important one. My gut tells me right when you were saying it that to own your authentic self, to take time to get to know who that authentic person is and that within being still in that place, everything is born. Mm 
You know, when you can be comfortable in yourself and be able to stand sort of calmly and stilly knowing who you are, I just feel like everything comes from that. Everything is born from that. Yeah. When you're flailing and you're, you know, daunted by voices and insecurity, nothing good comes from that. We've had moments of that in our lives and we know that. We right. don't make good decisions. We are not clear-headed. We're not having pure interactions. And so I would say be authentic own who you are own the things that you know were brought to you to deliver to mm -hmm. your business to your environment to your family and don't don't lose sight of working on that and spending time with yourself and you know staying centered yeah. you know because it is so noisy out yeah. there and there's so many things that are working purposefully to get us away from who we are so i would say own it, you know, all of it, the messy part, the part that's imperfect, the part that gives you that edge on anybody else that says, yeah, you're like super unique and that's you. And yeah. that could mean anything. And I would, I would say ultimately from that place, whoever you are, good things happen. So true. And that's what I would so say true. my advice is. Yes. And I hope I take it every day. It's hard to take I, that advice. I hope so too. Yeah, yeah. And you have to remind yourself. Yes. You're good at this. You're not great at this. You're effective here. You're ineffective yes. here. Leverage the parts that you're good at. Learn how to improve the parts that you're not. As yes, good at. yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And just and turn uh, own every all of it. moment. Turn every moment into an opportunity. Yeah. This has been such a wonderful conversation. Oh, I have one more question. Yes, for you. absolutely. Dorothy said it best on The Wizard of yes. Oz. Every incredible story starts with a great pair of shoes. What shoes do you like to wear when you're stepping up for any challenge? If I've got a pair of good Jimmy Choo shoes on, I am happy. There's a, a pair that is sparkly and silvery <laughs> and way too high for my age now. But when I want to feel like a superwoman, I put on those pair of Jimmy Choo's and I tell you that that little bit of sparkle and that height gives yeah. me that sense of confidence that I still love, even though it's not great for my back, I still love <laughs> a, a good pair of Jimmy Choo shoes. And I so, love it. yeah, I love, I love it too. It. And I wish I could wear them more, but that's a whole nother conversation about where I am <laughs> in my life cycle. <laughs> I'm not sure you can wear them to the community college no, that, no. that effectively. It, 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 it would send a very different message. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that's more of like a Saturday night vibe yeah. or or definitely in a power suit if I'm doing a speaking engagement. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the college, I am grateful that I don't necessarily feel that that's part of uh, the energy that I have to bring. Um, but there is definitely a sparkle in the students that I serve. And um, But a pair of good Jimmy Choo's, man, I wish I could wear. I got to get some flats, I guess, uh, from that line. But, yeah. yeah. A pair of good Jimmy Choo's and a sparkle. It's yes, exactly. Sparkle. Yes, that's true. Absolutely. This has been so, yes, has been so great. And really inspiring. And I hope I can learn more about the work that you're doing with women and leadership and thank you absolutely absolutely thank you christina romero for